Hey, what's up, good people? Welcome to a special and spicy episode of the Black Codes. I am your co-host, Donald, here with the very talented and multifaceted Savannah. Hey. And she's like looking at me like, why did you say that? Savannah's <laughs> over here embroidering, which of every, it seems like every month Savannah surprises me with something that she's working on. I'm like, I didn't know you knew how to do that. She's like, oh, I just started doing this. Savannah is embroidering. Uh, a couple of weeks ago it was stocks. Yeah, um, the stocks are still there. The thing is like, I find things that I'm into and I kind of rotate them and like I've been embroidering off and on for maybe like a year and some change. Um, the stock thing, I've been trying to learn stocks for mad long. It's just right now I'm seriously, I'm, I'm being like a bit more dedicated with <laughs> reading and watching videos because that shit is a foreign language to me. Like I have no idea what the hell. <laughs> these niggas are talking about at all but I'm determined to figure this shit out so <laughs> I've been watching videos and videos and yeah man I'm just like I'm interested in so many things I think that's always been one of my issues trying to box myself in and, and figure out what I want to do and focus on this one thing and anytime I try to do that it's never panned out well so yeah, I'm just here and there and I'm everywhere, depending on where the wind takes me is what the vibe is. So Savannah, you don't know this. I've never said this to you, but in 10 years, I can't wait for you to babysit my kids. <laughs> I was ready for you to spit that wine out. I was like, oh, it's perfect timing. She's drinking her wine too, as I say this. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. My aunt, my aunt had a baby when she was 40. Um, he turned three a few weeks ago and I'm really like, he's obsessed with cars and those kinds of things. And I like, okay, I could get him a car, but how boring, like I should just buy him a bond. Like how much more fun when he's an adult. <laughs> and Jose is making fun of me like Savannah, he's three, like, he just, like get him any car, he'll be excited. And I'm like, no, that shit's so whack. And I'm told my aunt, like, yo, when he's like eight, nine, we'll have so much more fun. I can't do anything with this toddler. But <laughs> he's older. And, and like, I can really like just talk to him and like teach him shit. Like, oh, we're going to have a blast. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what I think. I'm like, yo, my kid's like almost a preteen. I'm like, Savannah's going to be the great auntie. First of all, I want to get this part out the way. Finan uh, Savannah is one of the more responsible friends that I have. And even though as somebody who doesn't go running around like money, this money, that is also very responsible. So I think she's going to be the rich auntie of my kids' lives. Then on the other hand, Savannah is really interesting and interested in a bunch of stuff. And if I can breed any of that into my own kids, do my own genetics and the environment, then they'll appreciate this. And so they'll go hang out like, guess what aunties, uh, whatever the fuck they will end up calling you, guess what aunties Savannah was showing us. And like, they'll just have a blast with that. Yeah, I all, like not always, but I think about like when I'm older and when I'm taking like my, my he's my cousin technically, but he's like my nephew because he's like three. Um, and I'm taking other people's kids around. It's like, yo, I'm going to Puerto Rico or I'm going out of the country. Y'all little niggas want to come? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> like, but they would have to be at least a teenager. And once they can start driving or once they're of legal age to start drinking, oh, we're out here. Like, that's <laughs> what we're waiting for. <laughs> we're out here, man. <laughs> Savannah's going to be 45 years old. And always have these fucking 22-year-old cousins and nephews and nieces with her everywhere. Hell yeah. I'm sad that like my cousins, so I was, I'm the oldest of, I guess, technically my generation on my mother's side. Um, and all the, all the, my cousins on, and like my mom's generation, some of the, the youngest one is like maybe 10 years younger than me, but none of them are really, I don't want to say fun. They're just far along in their lives. They have teenagers. They're just they're younger than you. 
No, I have cousins that are younger than me, but they're a lot younger than me. Oh. And, and now they might be like coming of age, but they're like late teenagers, early 20s. I'm almost 30. And so like- That was we weird to hear you say. We can, I like am not pressed about getting older. Honestly, I've always felt like even when I was in high school, I was going to reach my prime in my 40s. Like, I'm not running away from age. <laughs> oh, it's not even that. Like, it just was weird to hear you just say, I'm almost 30. Like, I never just thought about that. Yeah, I mean, so are you, Donald. <laughs> I know, but like, you think about it for yourself, but you don't always look at your friends and be like, but well, some people do, but I just never heard Savannah in almost 30 in the one sentence. <laughs> yeah, how crazy. It's wild, but I'm looking forward to it. I think 30s are going to be a lot of fun, honestly. I feel like um, there was shit that had to be experienced in your 20s and then like getting over yourself. Like my last few years, like the thing that I've been really trying to work on is my attitude and like my pride and my ego. Because yo, if I don't get the shit in check, all this other stuff that I wanna do, won't come to fruition. And I know so many people that are really smart, are really talented, are really capable, but their fucking pride and ego is the thing that stopped them. And I'm like, Savannah, that's, you can't be the reason why you don't succeed. Especially if you're, if you're aware of something that's supposed to be a strength um, is actually a weakness. So sort it out and deal with it. So I'm looking forward to my thirties and continuing to to like be a better Savannah. There you go. I like that. You know, I've always, I used to, well, not used to, I still do talk a lot about, you said the 40s. I talk a lot about like the 50s being like the prime mm-hmm. of your life. Um, I think 50, that like decade is a really sweet spot. If you take care of your body physically, you're, you can still move around really, really well. Sure. You got to warm up a little bit. You might be a little sore, but you can generally do everything that you could do at 20. It's just, you know, a little harder, maybe some extreme stuff you can't do, but it depends on what you were able to do in your twenties anyways. Um, mentally, like you should, again, if you do your, if you quote unquote do life well, right. You have a decent amount of self-awareness. You're really good at a few things like decades, good at a few things. You have friends that are younger than you. You have friends that are older than you. Um, and you know you are like if you've again done life well you may or financially be very stable well off mm-hmm. you are around other people who are also the same thing and so like you it, like shit's sweet and uh i always think about that like yo i don't want to i mean i want my life to be good now but i'm, I'm saving it i'm saving the, the behemoth of all the great things for like another 20 30 years from now <laughs> For sure. I feel like um, you have, we have to like, I've never loved this idea of like grinding, grinding, grinding. You have 24 hours in a day. You should be using 20 of them. Um, No sleep, take like not taking care of your body in order to progress. Like, yeah, there is something to be said about the people that go to those extremes, but it's not really healthy. And I think that you also should actually enjoy your life as well, even if you are planning for the future and their their balance is important. So yeah, I'm with you. I feel like, uh, I think the reason why I said 40s in particular is because I feel like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna keep it a buck. <laughs> I had complete plans on being a cougar in my 40s. Like I oh. straight up plans of, you know me, I'm not like, granted, I've been in like a, I've been in two relationships really um, since college, which has been very interesting. But like when we, when we got to know each other in school, and I think you know me independently, I'm very like uh, by myself, like, <laughs> I am okay being alone. When I was younger, I never really thought about my future with a partner. So I had absolute plans of like, oh, I'm going to be in my 40s. 
I am going to dress essentially like what all the rich, you know, if you see like professors on TV that have money and they're just like always dressed in a specific way, that was me. And I just thought I would, I don't know, meet some young boy, not some young boy, some young man like and getting his first master's degree or maybe he's in like a doctoral program. Like mid, like 25, 26, you have to be old enough to go to a club. You need to be a little bit older. You can't be 21 because I don't have the time. By 26, 27, if you're in a, if you're like in an educational program, you might still be a bit slow in a lot of ways, but like in, intellectually, you probably would be able to have a cool conversation. Like I had a whole plan. I had a whole, like that was my plan. <laughs> you're going to be this man's last girlfriend before he gets married. <laughs> not even like a girlfriend you know like oh you know, like, you yeah. know we, we cool just out here <laughs> um how long have we had this plan <laughs> i've been low-key thinking about this since i was in college yeah it's like, almost 10 years <laughs> but here we are now and uh this situation with jose is going pretty well who would have thought like i hadn't planned for this so i don't know we'll see yeah, I'm not going to put your business out there, but we had a very interesting conversation a couple months ago. And I heard you say some things I never thought I'd hear you say, what? But we're not going to go there. Don't, shout out to Jose. Cause, I don't uh, think I'm like an ice cold, like I don't love, I don't feel any type <laughs> of sweet emotion. <laughs> shout out to that man, Jose. <laughs> oh, man, he has... Um, he has something special in his hands. I can't even think of the right word for it. <laughs> <laughs> is uh so he has i can't even say uh, that's too strong of a word i was gonna say tame but that's that's way too strong of a word he has oh i don't even know the right verb for it there's a verb for mm -hmm. he is he has just created the future wild one to be his companion he's nipped it in the bud almost <laughs> that's what it is he's just about nipped it in the bud he's not nipped anything in the bud and that's that's why i think that we are still together because he doesn't in any way like try to pull that and that's exactly why because he doesn't yeah. it's yeah. it's literally about your willingness to continue yeah that's what i like to say to people like yeah. it's about somebody's willingness when you think about commitment mm -hmm. it's not about them feeling obligated to be committed to you it's about they like your presence so much that mm -hmm. they're like yo i really just kind of want to deal with you like For sure. you're enough <laughs> yeah and i think for me it's very off-putting when men um try to really put any parameters around women like uh, for me as soon like and that's happened with like other people that I was talking to other people that I was dated like they would say things that would try to like uh box me in and it immediately would trigger something in my head and I I'm not one that really likes to be spiteful but I would do certain things specifically out of spite because it's like I don't know what you think this is <laughs> but it's not 1945 and we're not doing that um you're not paying not one of my bills and even if you are still fuck you so, hey, that's a great line even if you were nah. <laughs> i'm still an independent person um so fuck out of here and yeah yeah but i think it's really healthy when two independent people decide that like this is going to be a thing because it, it allows you to be in a situation where you're not like the carry on or he's not like the yeah. carry on or like no one feels like baggage in that sense. Like it's yeah. like the highest level of consent. Yeah. And I don't need you. Like you're not like, that might sound aggressive, but like, I don't really need you for anything. Like there are some people that really cannot function without a partner for whatever reason. Shit, some people know? can't even keep a house over the head without a partner. <laughs> I mean, that's a fact. Um, and I don't, like, I don't need you for that. I have parents that if anything were ever to go just terribly wrong, I am very fortunate to have parents that would never let me be homeless. 
um maybe unless I became a wild like addict that was stealing from them but then I wouldn't blame them uh but like I don't I don't need any like material things from you and so emotionally you're gonna have to emotionally like I need some things from you and if you're causing me more pain and more harm or more stress then you are good then fuck out of here but some people some people live off that like if you're not fighting in your relationship then it's boring if mm. if if they're not willing to fight you or fight like physically fight for you they don't really love you that's a whole nother thing though um with people and we are not a relationship podcast <laughs> no but we got something about that remember we were talking about the other, that other woman's podcast oh so um, the mermaid thing the lion and the mermaid or the mermaid and the lion so shout out to you, uh, Angel and Gaza, if you are listening to this. Um, before we go there, so for our listeners who are like, you, you read the title, so you understand what you walked yourself into. But we <laughs> are not talking about... <laughs> I know, but I know our title is going to be something about us just talking shit. <laughs> it will be. <laughs> It'll probably be that. Um, no, we don't have a title yet, but it, you know, permanent. <laughs> you know. But... Uh, it's going to well, be a Zelda lyric because I, yo, I was telling you earlier, like, I'm just in the vibe. Like, the last three days, I've been bumping Griselda, like, all three of them, all different albums, mixtapes. Like, I've just been bumping the shit. And so it might just be a Griselda lyric. I'm going to find one that'll suit, that'll be suitable for uh <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of music, shout out to all of my music friends from my clubhouse group, The Vibe. Shout out to that guy, yeah, Zach Hines. Yo, I be on there so much. <laughs> um, and it's like blowing up. Like I get a new notification for people being on it like twice a day now. Um, I just like, they sent me a notification like, oh, hey, this person signed up. You want to invite them in? I was like, all right. Mm -hmm. But um, shout out to Zach Hines. He runs this group called The Vibe. And I've met some awesome artists in there. So if y'all are listening to this, the people I just sent Savannah, even some of y'all, the APX, y'all are fire. Shoney, my pancake friend, uh, Michael Quarter. Who else? Sharice Michelle. She's not in the group, but like, I love her music anyways. Um, you know, Ari. Oh, is our last name? I don't remember. But um, yeah, anyways, so this- Wait, you, were, you were talking about the mermaid and the lion? Yes. So I was in this podcasting group, you know, learning about how we can do a better podcast, right? Especially like mm -hmm. on the promotion end. And the woman running the group, her name was Angel. And, you know, I followed her. She talked about her show and I was like, oh, check it out. She does one of those, um, there are certain types of podcasts, not like this, where they have a lot of production, right? So there's like sound effects and there's very high quality audio. Usually those podcasts are like reading scripts and telling stories. So there's this podcast called The Angel, I'm sorry, The Lion and the Mermaid, or it's The Mermaid and the Lion. I'm not sure which one is which, but you can look it up. And it's about this couple that's married and they are telling this story of their marriage. And right now, the first few episodes, they're talking about her husband, Gaza, who like some of his exes and basically leading up to how they met. And I guess they're going to get into like their own relationship stuff. And the vulnerability of them on this show is mm -hmm. outstanding. I mean, they do this 20, 10 to 20 minute episode about some segment of his life and some woman he was dealing with, at least so far in the first three episodes. Then they do this half hour recap which the first part, I appreciate them talking about the musicians, but I'm just not into it for the musicians. So it's skip into like the seventh minute and I listen to them talk. And like, I'm just trying to imagine like, as you know, I don't know her, so I'm not going to judge her, but somebody who, as she said in her own recap of herself, you know, likes to be given a lot of that affection and that, you know, told how great she is kind of thing, like that, that kind of a person. And how that is hearing your husband talk about like his exes and their situations and the problems and successes and like not being the type of dude that like digs them too hard either, like gives them their good credit. And, you know, not everybody likes to hear that. Like, and yeah. like, it's just crazy. Like, you know, and so we, me, I was telling Savannah about this. I was telling you about this and how they'll like 
pick at something, especially like this like first one, some definition of what it means to have have somebody still hold a place in your heart and mm-hmm. like how he interpreted versus how she interpreted it. And like it almost sounded like a fight. And but then they like kissed and made up and it was all good. And meanwhile, I know people that that shit would have got ugly. <laughs> Yeah, when you were saying that earlier, I was I was literally thinking about Jose and I because he is very like you think that I'm private and I, you know, I don't really tell a lot of people my business, and that's a fact. Um, but I think that like if you're asking me a question, I can be honest and I can tell you and and maybe because I I don't have like a long, long history of exes and shit like if a question is asked I'm very open about being like telling the story and he is very not that he's being like secretive but he's just very respectful of the time that he spent with other people in his life and he might not be with them anymore but that for him is like I'm still not gonna like run and tell all of the business and like shit talk them because that's just not my nature. And I fuck with that. I think that um, men, I think that people that can do that period, it makes them more upstanding because it's really easy to fall into the trap to make someone feel more secure by like shitting on someone else. But mm-hmm. that person might not deserve it. And so it's like, yo, get over yourself. Like that was someone that I knew before you. It was a situation that was before you and I don't got no beef with them. It might not have ended up, we might, it it might not have ended up as a successful relationship, but I don't have no beef with that person. And just because I'm with you now, we're working, we're vibing, but I'm not gonna shit on them and shit on that to make you feel better. Like, no, that's whack. So I, I like that. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And, you know, it's funny because you meet different personalities. And so it's not be really awkward. Or like they're like listening to this. Like, I don't even know these people. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> I listened to the first episode and I listened to part of the recap, but they were like shouting out one of the voice actors and I didn't care anymore and um was also having like a mini concert in my apartment so I just started I went back to the music but I am going to go back and listen to the rest of that episode since you said since you said the recap is worth it you just have to kind of get over the first part um I'm gonna go back and listen yeah the uh the the actual show part of the storytelling is really good and it sounds very organic but the recaps I was nervous about the recaps, but the recaps are arguably better because <laughs> yeah. like it's stuff that, you know, you only hear about like when like really you got to be in somebody's behind closed doors. Like it sounds like behind closed doors conversation like, yo, y'all are that vulnerable. Um, but yeah, to your point, you know, it goes into that whole thing where it's just very valuable not to talk about people. Right. And, you know, like to not shit on them. I mean, so if something bad happened and something bad happened, if they did something wild, they did something wild. But, you know, there's a line where you cross where it gets into like gossip. Um, yeah. And it's funny because like she'll make these little jibes, but it's really not really so much about them and so much as about how great she is. And I'm like, it's cute that you do that because there are some women that will want you to like say that those other women were shit. Mm-hmm. versus just telling you how good you are because mm-hmm. it's not the same thing because somebody could say everybody else was like shitty but that doesn't mean that you're good yeah and I don't think that that's exclusive to women I think that men do it in different ways oh yeah as well. um there is this like desire that you know when you date someone and someone has an ex like you want to be better than the ex you want to one up the ex you want to like sun and stunt on them and so you want and and you want your partner to to um look at you that way as well so like I get it I'm gonna listen back to it I'm sure it you know it's human like that's just like a human thing you don't you don't want your partner sitting across from you like talking about some story and rem- and you could see in their face like yo they're reminiscing and it looks like 
they're happier in that like memory than they've uh-huh. been with you. Like you don't want to have to deal with that, right? Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely a balance, and you can you can talk your little shit, and it's just I think it's dependent on the partner. Like you said, it's really cute, right? And it's probably cute because she just makes these little comments, and he probably doesn't really play into them. But there are some people that will, and they will completely shit on this other person mm-hmm. um, to make that a, to make their new person feel better. And I don't. That's just that's whack to me. So yeah, funny what you said, like um, about getting into it, reminiscing too much. So there was this one chick, and he was talking about, and he was giving more than enough detail about some of her better qualities like she was tall and she was dark and she was so fine and like the tone of his voice was definitely like I don't know if I want to make that tone of voice in my life (laughs) but like yeah I thought it was funny I think it was drinking or something it was hilarious oh shout out to drinking so (laughs) shout out to drinking so we have not been drinking a lot on these recent episodes and hopefully you didn't notice um, but I know that there are some episodes where I'd be laughing and talking a whole lot <laughs> when I have. That's partially because we have been away doing a lot of these recent episodes on Zoom. And I don't keep alcohol in my house. Like I'm not uh, really much of a drinker anymore, at least. <laughs> I used to be wild back in the day. But I don't keep alcohol now. So today I finally went and bought some of my good old favorite crown apple. And I went really? to Arby's. I'm one of those people that occasionally keeps Arby's in business. <laughs> so I got a little Coke. Yeah. Um, hmm. There's so many things we can unpack there. So yeah, Donald doesn't keep alcohol at his house. Um, and even though we schedule our, we've been scheduling our Zoom talks and he has to pass a few places that sell alcohol, he's like not felt compelled to stop either. So... <laughs> Definitely got to pass like two places. (laughs) Donald has been sober. And because I never want to be like drunk, but well, that's not true. I definitely can drink by myself. But when we're talking, I don't want to be drinking and you're not. It like just, I think, throws off. Actually, to be honest, it makes me a bit more. I probably can reach your level after a few drinks. Um damn, I might be one of those people. I'm way more social after a few drinks. Like I am too. If Savannah is stone cold sober, Savannah is definitely trying to stay in her apartment by herself. <laughs> <laughs> like she does not want to engage with y'all. I'm sorry to tell you. I mean, maybe sometimes. Um, I'm trying to get better at that. That's like my new year's resolution to be more personable and to take more pictures. Yeah, so I have two New New Year's resolutions. Yes, bless your timeline. Bless your timeline. (laughs) My corny New Year's resolutions are definitely to be more personable and to take more pictures for sure. Savannah's trying to go from like a thousand likes a year to like 10,000 likes a year. Well, I don't even get a thousand likes a year. It's and it's because I've been posting like two or three posts a year. <laughs> you almost choked. <laughs> like I get one off in the first quarter. I might skip the second quarter. Maybe we'll get one around my birthday, but I haven't even done a birthday post in like the last two or three years. And maybe you'll get one in October. <laughs> That's well, I posted like three times today. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't post that. I don't post at all anymore. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. But it's because like when I was in high school with Facebook and then college with Instagram and then post-college, I was always around people that really, really wanted to take pictures. And then once I wasn't around people that were really hyped about taking pictures for a while, I stopped taking them and then I really stopped taking them. Like, I don't even, like, I'm forced into all the pictures that I'm in now. I'm forced. So Jamara comes into town's like, yo, you're taking a picture. Basically. Um, and I like- tried, Shout out to Jamara. I hope you're well. Shout out to Jamara. And I try to take a p- pictures in my apartment because my picture, my apartment's really dope. But then- trying to take a picture I feel so stupid like trying to put like I'm posing in my apartment Savannah what's wrong with you like this is so fucking whack what are you doing when you (laughs) say it like that it does sound mad corny (laughs) 
and that's how I'm saying it to my, like, and I have mirrors all over my apartment. So I can just like see out of my peripheral, me trying to like pose and take a picture. And I'm like, girl, no, <laughs> that's enough. Stop. <laughs> so we don't get the pictures and <laughs> that's just like what it's been, but I'm trying to be more engaging and shit. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm going to try. That's your new year's resolution. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking, I went on this productive rant about, I said I said productive and it made me think about clubhouse. So there was this group in Pittsburgh and they had made this space called, it was first called the non-productive room. Then it became the non-productive room that is often productive. Okay. And uh, basically, because people go in there to unwind and talk shit, but then they get in these deep talks all of a sudden about stuff. Um, so that was really funny. Anyways. No, I need you to take more sips. I feel like I haven't really seen you drinking. Bro, I've been I'm drinking this whole time. I've since finished my champagne and I'm opening the bottle of wine. So This is my second cup. Okay. I'm not like shot four. You're on shot four, okay. Well, like it's in there, I should say. Um, Donald, so Donald... <laughs> The last time Donald had Crown Apple, oh my God, you're gonna tell it me ended in a pretty wild way in my apartment. I'm not even <laughs> want glass because I fuck with you. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> you think about a bad night in college, and that's what I had. <laughs> it ended in a very wild way. Um, what episode we were trying to record? I think the computer was messing up too. We were trying to record. Fuck, what were we trying to record? Because we ended up recording it the next day and then it like we realized it wasn't recording or it didn't work. My garage band was acting episode, up. The education episode we did. Um, right? Yes. Because yeah. we didn't do it till you came here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then when we went to your house, I like got to your house and then we did the old forester with the hot toddies. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm one of those people that like I pour heavy. And so Donald made us these hot toddies when, when I was in Pittsburgh. And when I tell you this nigga used like I think one ounce precisely. <laughs> so now I just want to make sure that you're like over there actually drinking, drinking and not like babysitting while I'm clearly getting drunk. <laughs> No, I'm drinking. I'm going to get another one in a little bit. I still got some more to work through here. Okay, word, word, word. Um, you were telling me a story about something else. I'm so sorry I interrupted you. Um, yeah, I'm going to just, I don't even know what I was talking about okay. anymore. So yeah, everybody listening, um, this isn't live, so I can't ask you to ask us any questions that you'd like to know, but <laughs> this will be a great segment for you. You're going to get to know us a little bit deeper and a little bit better in the future we're going to get a Patreon here in the near future once I handle some things on my end and <laughs> that I've been putting off. And so you're going to be able to get some, well, what we're looking at doing is getting you some exclusive content to get to know your hosts a little bit better because um, Savannah is one of those people, actually, this is something I was thinking about saying earlier. There are a lot of people that want to go out of their way, like, oh, I'm so different. You know, shout out to those egotistical people that just need to tell the world how different they are. Cause then you run into people like Savannah who like, like for real, for real is kind of different. It's like people <laughs> that you just normally meet and then you meet her and you're like, oh, she's different. So shout out to you because a lot of people try to be different and they just be similar. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, um, I'm sorry. This is, this squeaking is the, the wine cork. Um, I feel like anyone that goes out of their way to say like, I'm different or I'm like, I'm not like those other people. I'm not like those other girls. Please, please stop. Um, just, just stop. I always feel like this. And it's, I feel like this way about a lot of things, about money, about like, if you ever feel like you have to sell something, you're, that's exactly what you're doing. It's not really you. You're trying to sell some version that you would like to be or you hope to be in people's eyes. And it's like, maybe you'll accomplish that. But for the most part, especially for people that will be able to do something with what you're trying to sell, they will probably be able to read through it, to be honest. Mm. So it just, it's better to keep it a buck, you know? Keep it a buck. 
Savannah's the type to have a $5,000 painting in like a $20 frame, as long as it looks nice. For sure. You know, I get all of my picture frames from the fucking Goodwill. Or as Scratch, make that $5 frame, as long as it looks good. <laughs> yeah. I mean... But some people go out of their way to make sure their frame, my painting was five racks, my frame got to be a hundred dollars. Yeah, it's like, that's cool. If that's what you want to do. I mean, I'm not hating. I also don't have like five racks to go out and frame something because it is expensive to frame, like to professionally frame artwork. Um, and right now, that's just not something that I'm willing to do. And I have the ability and the knowledge to frame shit on my own. And I have like the eye to find, oh, I see art. Oh, I see a picture frame. Oh, I can do something with the two. I'll sort it out at some point. Um, but maybe the, you're, you're, you're correct. The $5,000 art piece in a $5 picture frame is a fact like shit yo the things that people take to the goodwill because they just don't want to deal with their grandma that's been living in a house for 45 years like <laughs> the what the wild shit i've i've found wild shit at goodwills um and so i'm gonna continue with that mm-hmm. that's a shout fact. out to everybody who lived in a house for 45 years that yeah. bought it at like 45 and moved in then yeah 45 good years in there it's 90 years old i think about that sometimes but you know it would be great to buy more expensive frames mm. if we got a two thousand dollar stimulus check instead of a six hundred dollar <laughs> stimulus check so i have a fuck you for today fuck mm-hmm. you as of today mitch mcconnell yeah i saw a really funny meme that was like 600 or 2000 it's already spent anyway i don't it don't even matter <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, I don't want to talk about this. I feel like this is such a, we've been having a good time. And I think that honestly, maybe every two months or so, you and I should just do this because while the episodes themselves, we try to make them light. We try to have some jokes. It took hours and hours and hours of reading really sad (laughs) and really upsetting material. That's like, by the time we get here, we're just trying to find the silver line. Like we're trying to find a joke to be had, but honestly, the the emotional toll, cause we like, we understand this stuff. Like most people, you and I a bit more, maybe me a bit more than you, just cause the nature of my academic background, like I, I, study this um but you know a lot too this is something that you've been really interested in and you do your due diligence and so you read and it's just like yo we know that it was bad and then we read it and we realize damn it's like 10 times worse than we thought and that's still just the synopsis (laughs) like the synopsis of this topic is 10 times worse than I thought and we haven't even really gotten into like the meat and potatoes of the actual shit it's hard so fuck Mitch McConnell um I have some hot takes about Donald Trump but I don't want to talk about them right now we should talk about those at a later date on another episode like another fun episode I definitely have some fucking hot takes about this nigga that I want to get off before the inauguration and then go back to them sometime in 2021. You should write a sticky note down so that when I come down next month, you can remember that because that's going to be before the inauguration. When's the inauguration? The 20 something. 21st, I think. The tw- Yes. <laughs> so I'll be down the 8th. So yeah, we should rain check that you should write write that down because i'm not gonna remember we will table the trump hot takes um hey siri set a reminder for january 9th at 10 a.m to remind savannah about donald trump hot takes (laughs) you sent your siri for january 9th if you're gonna come down here that weekend is the 9th september the 9th saturday you might be at your running group and oh yeah i'll probably be at the running group at 10 a.m but I'll be talking to people, so I'll be in route when I check my phone. I'll be leaving my reminders up. 
So I won't forget. Like, I don't miss my reminders on my phone, but I will. Shout out to Black Running Organization. Shout out to, what's today? Today's Tuesday. Oh, damn. On Saturday, they had their unity run. And Issa calls me. So Issa's like the leader, the leader of the group. And um, he calls me last week because I bought a T-shirt, but I just haven't been back down to get it. And he's like, yeah, you're going to come and do the uh, the unity run. And I was like, no, I wasn't really planning to be in Baltimore thanks for like Christmas. And like, he was like, oh, well, you know, I can you know have your shirt for the run or like I can mail it to you. You can just hold on. I was like, no, you can just hold on to it. Like, I'll be down. He's like, yeah, but the unity run is going to be Saturday at such and such time. And in my head, I'm like, what am I doing on Saturday? And I, I wasn't doing shit. Mm-hmm. I just didn't plan to drive to Baltimore. And in my head, I'm like, am I going? Like this man smooth talked it so well. I was sitting there like, Wait, am I going to Baltimore this weekend? Oh. I didn't plan on it. I saw Savannah. No, I didn't. I know. I'm not going to Baltimore. I almost went just to go run. Like if it wasn't like 28 degrees, yeah. I just might have got up and drove down there. But I didn't. I don't oh. think I left my house on Saturday. I actually think it was not nice, but I think it was like upper 40s this weekend, oh. like 50 something. It, I feel like I went out a few times, and it was it wasn't bad this weekend. Um, they had like a whole event for that. It was the first day of Kwanzaa and shout out to Kwanzaa. Shout out to the fact that I'm really not festive for holidays. This woman emailed me like, hey, happy Kwanzaa if you celebrate. And that was in my head. Like, like in my head, I celebrate Kwanzaa, but like, I don't really, I only celebrate the new year and my birthday. This little kid asked me, one of the kids I coach, she's like, Coach Donald, what holidays do you celebrate during this time? And I could tell like, her parents, shout out to her parents, uh, a little more sales parents. Like I can tell this this girl is wise, like she's kind of cultured. The school that she goes to, like, was the only school of it's this little private school in this white in Squirrel Hill. And like I walked in the library, they had these books about like with black women on the front of the books. I was like, this is a private Hanukkah. school in Pittsburgh. What? <laughs> Uh, shout out to Hanukkah. Shout out to Hanukkah. For our Squirrel Hill listener. <laughs> I got a few. One of my clients reached out to me to do this voiceover. She's a she's a professor in University of Pittsburgh's medical school department. Mm-hmm. And so I get some interesting clients, by the way. But uh, she teaches medical students. And so she asked me to like do a voiceover for like one of their homework assignments. So I had to like read the script. I forget what it was about. And she was like, oh, this is great. Like, this is what your podcasting skills, you know, I knew that you could do this. And I was like, oh, y'all really be listening to this. Her husband's like a history professor at a private school. Uh, He actually was like, yo, we should, if you ever want to talk about some of this stuff, you can. And I just now thought about that. I hadn't thought about that since he said it. Very nice. I low-key thought about doing voiceover work, but I don't- Good. I don't stay on top of my voice. Like I probably should do a neti pot about three times a week. And I think I need to get my sinuses scraped. Um, I don't know if you can tell, sometimes in these episodes I sound really nasally and sometimes my voice sounds like this. When my voice is nasally, it sounds crazy and I hate it. (laughs) And I mean, like most people, I don't love hearing my voice back. But when it's nasally, like, oh, that takes me. I can't, I can't, like, I can barely get through those episodes. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> and even the episodes that were a little longer when we were doing, like, our 45, hour 30-minute episodes, I would pause them so often. It would take me about four hours to even get through the whole thing because my voice would make me so uncomfortable. I would just have to stop and, like, walk away. <laughs> Oh, that's what all the bathroom trips were for. What'd you say? That's what all the bathroom trips were for. (laughs) You just taking a talking break. (laughs) Yeah, there was definitely some of those episodes where you always were like, you got up like three times to go to the bathroom. Well, if we were drinking. Yeah, but that doesn't happen all the time when we were drinking. Yeah, yeah. No, I also have just like once I break the seal, it's it's kind of bad. Mm -hmm. Um. Yo, that is such a term because it's really real. Like, it's one of those things that people say and it's like, oh, that's kind of like bro science. But no, once you start peeing, like, you just keep peeing, like, constantly. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Um, Why have I never Googled that? I don't know. Let's hypothesize. I wonder if because you're drunk, your body... 
I think about the brain and I think about neurons and I think about, do you know if the stat that you only use 10% of your brain at a time is correct? I don't know if that's correct. Okay. I, so, I'm not a huge fan of such an idea. I feel like there are definitely some people out there that use 10% of their brain, but as my mother would say, hey, Donald, you're being so arrogant or whatever. Um, maybe I should say consciously you use 10% of your brain. Oh, I think that's probably more accurate. Your brain is doing a lot of things that you're not even aware that your brain is doing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I wonder if like when you get drunk, the part of your brain that is able to tighten your muscles, specifically your bladder muscle is maybe a bit drunk as well. So it loosens up. So you're just- Your bladder's drunk. Yeah, you're not able to hold as much or your brain is focused on other things and it's not able, (laughs) like, I don't, that that's what I think about. Um, Yeah, I've never loved that idea of you only use 10% of your brain either, but- My ego is way too big to accept something like that. But if that's a fact, good Lord, like when people can tap into more of their brain, like what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, I think some of those people are like, we would call crazy, probably discriminatively. But I think some of them people that be like, like kids that are like autistic, I think probably use way more of their brain. Cause like, you know, a lot of those kids sometimes have like these talents that are out of this world Mm -hmm. like they're almost otherworldly what they can do sometimes in a way that I could never just be able to do no matter how hard I studied and tried and like they're still functional like their bodies still function they're able to still process situations sometimes they're maybe their emotional intelligence is not as great but like they can remember things uncannily well they can put together patterns uncannily well Mm -hmm. and I think pattern recognition is definitely a big part of like brain use. So I would say that though, like people who have what we would call certain types of intellectual disabilities, sometimes I think, especially like on that spectrum can like use a lot of their brain and do certain things that a lot of other people cannot do. So I wonder though, if they're still only using 10% of their brain, because one of the thing with with people that are on like the autism, I don't want, is it a spec, is it called autistic spectrum? What is I Dean think, but I'm not totally called? certain. They tend to be lacking in like uh, what is quote unquote normal social skills. Mm. Um, but then they have all of these other capabilities. And you find that a lot with people that are really intelligent. Like they say things about Albert Einstein being a little off. Um, if you look at musicians, Granted, I think that artists, I think that art is a bit different because I think that you are tapping into um, more of your emotions with art than you are with physics, you know, or you are with those kind of like structured academic uh, alleys, I suppose. But there is something to be said about, yeah, like being able to remember a bunch of shit and being able to retain information, being able to look at something once, like photographic memory, being able to look at something once and then completely duplicate it. That is not a skill most people have. And if you have that skill and it's just coupled with, you not being socially the best. I don't know. Like we don't, we don't ask, um, oh, oh, I got us into something. Cause I remember a few years ago when this was being talked about a bit more, you and I, I think we touched on this. You can basically, there's this like programming or technology. If you do, um, if you try to have a kid through what is the it's like dna something where you can essentially pick out the things that you want that for your kid to look like for your kid to have through the dna do you know what i'm talking about yeah so i don't remember the name for it but there are um you can do dna screening at one i I know you can definitely do that to like see if your kid especially like to see if they have like uh 
autism or um, some other sort of genetic abnormality. But I don't know if people can actually do this yet, but it's, I think it's still very experimental where you can go in and change some of the gene coding to be able to change like eye color and height and things like that. So there is some gene coding that they're working on. I, I don't, it's not commercially available. It's definitely still experimental, but it's a thing. We talked about the like medical ethics a lot, I remember. Yeah. Um, hmm. How do you feel about that? If you can, well, it's hard to say because there is like, oh yeah, I could get with someone and we can look at our DNA and figure out the optimal, the best traits and make a child that way. But then everyone will be having, the only people with money would have access to that. And- Immediately um, at least. Immediately, but even think long, long-term, if people with money or people with access to this are able to, people will be subjugated, not necessarily how slavery was in the US, but how we look at a lot of dystopian, like a lot of dystopian films, how they have these caste systems that will absolutely take precedence because these people with access to gene coding will pick these optimal things. But I I guess that's only looking at uh, the nature of someone that's not looking at the nurture and we know that the nurture plays just as vital of a role as nature does I've always been kind of torn on that I feel like nature is obviously important um, but nurture can make or break honestly I think it depends on the nature how much the nurture affects somebody yeah. there are certain personality types and certain like ways that people come about that to some extent, no matter what you do, certain people are going to end up a certain way. There are certain people who are just born very altruistic. And there are certain people who are born rather mischievous. And I think, you know, and with other different types of traits that certain people have, some people are just going to be naturally more conservative and some people are going to be naturally more adventurous and so, and so I think that to what extent somebody is one way or another can affect just how much a nurture really does affect them. Whereas other personality types and other ways that people are just coded, the environment that they're in can really change drastically the type of person that they will be. There are certain people that are going to be very, you know, more altruistic or very intelligent or very athletic or very scholarly or very, you know, into painting because their family bred them to be that way. But if they were in a different family, they would have very different uh, ability skills and probably even tendencies. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, Damn, all of that shit, all all of that is really interesting. Like, I've been off and on reading this philosophy book called On Evil, and I don't know if I ever mentioned it on this podcast, and it's basically looking at um, if someone is evil and they are innately evil, like they were born and evil, (laughs) is it their fault if they commit an evil act because that is innately and naturally who they are. And to them, it might not even be evil. And and it gets into like evil as intention. And how do you kind of look and judge some of these people, like people that are complete sociopaths, if they they don't have the ability to feel, if they don't have these certain qualities that one would how we differentiate ourselves from animals. Like, yeah, they might be in human form and they may be able to do X, Y, and Z, but they're not really feeling these things. And not that I'm calling a sociopath an animal, but if someone is truly like through and through, (laughs) 
I mean, yeah. like, what are we, what are we calling human? What they call the Kanye shrug back in 2013. <laughs> what do we actually call a human? And if there are beings that might be offspring of humans, but it's like, no, genetically you're a human, you're a homo sapien. Oh, I don't know. It like really leads us into this whole thing. And so, go ahead. When you look at like genetic engineering, like let's say we get to the point where we can actually weed out genes in our kids, wouldn't it be to society's best that we weed out those traits? If you can safely do it and you have, you, you can genetically tell if someone's going to have a predisposition to probably be lack empathy and be a sociopath. Like, and can you see that? Like, huh? I'm sure that you probably, I, I, I'm pretty sure you can see if there's a tendency for that. See that. You wouldn't be, I don't, I just feel like you wouldn't necessarily be able to see that in the womb because I'd imagine, and I might be completely wrong. Like there might be, specific signs that you could see in the brain um without so so in my head I'm thinking you wouldn't be able to detect a sociopath and a baby because you're not really able to see how they react to certain things like you can't really see their emotions and if they have empathy or or just complete apathy all the time however maybe there is in some part of the brain a genetic makeup that shows that people with this type of gene coding and this part tend to be sociopaths. Maybe, maybe that's how that works. I don't know enough about the brain though. And like neurons and map, like all that shit. Like, I don't know enough to say for sure. So remember our DNA are the instructions that build out all the proteins and enzymes that cause the reactions that make everything of us. So you would be able to see it. What's challenging is knowing there's only four um, actual elements that make up any part of what's the real DNA. There's only four of those elements like A, D, T, and something else. I think it's G. And so Is knowing the sequence of those and which parts of the chromosome line up together to make an expression of something. And so it takes a lot of screening to do that. So in our lifetime, I don't know. I mean, people are screening that stuff probably right now to learn about this stuff, but you can screen, you should be able to screen and see over enough time of doing research, which type of chromosome genetic code, kind of like positionings, consistently lead to people acting a certain way that are going to cause their uh, that part of their brain to be wired a certain way. And so when you think about people who were born with natural talents, right? I tell my kids this when we're coaching, neurons that fire together stay together. And so that's what, when we talk about, people talk about muscle memory, that's what that is. Certain people come out the wound with a certain level of neurological cognition and coordination to be able to draw very well, to be able to look at something and draw, to be able to be very athletic that comes out of the wound. Um, But there was a genetic code that allowed those neurons to be able to be fostered together and fire together very well. And so it's technology that we probably don't have now, but they should be able to screen for that. And so I think that in the future, probably in the far future, we can screen out a lot of these tendencies and things that we don't want in society, mm-hmm. uh, even if narcissism and things like that, as long as you can see what kind of codes are going to lead somebody to be probably like that. We have such a far way to get there. Like outside of technology, this country isn't known to be the most ethical. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we have this podcast in the first place. (laughs) So we definitely had like a far, far, like we have some time until that technology can be made, but until it's like used in an ethical way, which is kind of scary, but I don't, I don't know. Um, we're nearing an hour. How do you feel? Should we wrap up or do you want to keep talking? I'm glad we're on the same page. I was going to ask you that. So like, I want to respect the hour part, mm-hmm. but on the same point, 
Like I poured a new drink and I have like a half a cup oh, left. And oh, like, otherwise what we're going to do is stop the recording and keep talking. I'm going to keep, keep you on here. Yeah. So I feel like we should put somewhere in the description of this. Like, yo, we talked about some cool shit up to the hour mark. We'll and then if you want to like to... keep going, you should guys should just keep listening. I'll have to actually listen back to this. Um, and do real real time stamps. If we're gonna do longer than an hour, which I'm not opposed to, I will have to pee. <laughs> uh, I, it, listen, I got enough. I got enough I, little apple I, crown in here, I man. I can go do. on. <laughs> I know that you do. <laughs> um. So where maybe we can do like an hour thirty. I don't know. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, I think happens. we should. Yeah, we should go past too much past the hour thirty. But I'm not opposed to this being long. And like we just make it abundantly clear in bold caps on the caption like yo these are different cutoff points that y'all all right good people so this is your co-host donald and i am cutting this episode right here so stay tuned for part two if you're listening to this when it drops part two will be dropping tomorrow otherwise you can join part two because the conversation flowed in like i didn't want it to be just awkward like oh it just ended so this is the end i hope you enjoyed that uh getting to know us get ready for the next second part all right it's it's just as funny <laughs>